The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply, see mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Red Side of the Trent. This is our immediate reaction to the news that Steve Cooper has been sacked. If you are yet to believe the reports out of BBC, Talk Sports, Sky, I think even people on the moon might know about it now. Lee, what do you, what's your initial thoughts on the matter? It's been a hot topic, obviously, the last few weeks for us, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I think it's been inevitable. Um, what I would say is, I think following it all very closely today, I think the way it's been conducted hasn't been great. I don't think it's covered the club in too much glory. But what I would say is, I don't think it makes us too different from a lot of other clubs in this toxic world of modern day football, I guess. Um, I think the fact that Steve Cooper is not any other manager, is he, Um, for what he's achieved at Forest? So I would have liked maybe, I would have rather it come out sort of after the Tottenham game that he'd been dismissed, that he'd lost his job. Um, And then we can kind of have a couple of days up to this point today, kind of celebrating his time at the club and remembering the great times we had um, before we then get the speculation of the new manager. But I'm not naive enough to kind of think that modern day football works like that these days. So, uh, yeah, I was... Wasn't really surprised, I don't think, um, but I'm a little bit uh, disappointed of how it's played out, I guess. Yeah, it seems like the club haven't even released it yet as we even talk about this, but like with all the sources that have come out, I mean, like Fabrizio Romano said it, TalkSport said it, BBC Radio Nottingham, BBC Sport. It's kind of like, I don't know, it kind of leaves a bit of a bit of taste in your mouth, doesn't it, with, with like what, what you said of like I don't know, the club could have done it in a much better way, couldn't they, really? Yeah, I think they could. And I think what I would say as well, I don't want to seem like it's just a, a one-way kind of ambush on the club because I think agents have um, a big part to play in this as well. I think um, I've said on Twitter today that I'm currently reading Simon Jordan's book um, and his view on agents. It's quite interesting because when I kind of saw all the stuff come out, I thought back to a chapter I'd read in his book last night. And then all of a sudden, there's a, a snippet from Simon Jordan on TalkSport today, uh, basically saying exactly the bit that I remember reading in the book. So, um, yeah, it's a shame how they work, but that's agents for you. Um, they want they want everyone to know that their client's got a, a new shiny job and and that's just sometimes how it works. I think, like Simon Jordan said, it would be nice if more chairmen turn around to potential new managers and say, look, I want to appoint you as the new manager, but if you tell anyone else in the meantime until I've announced it from a club point of view, then it'll be the last conversation we ever have. Um, but like I say, that is naivety at its finest because football just doesn't work like that anymore, does it? Yeah, I mean, one one of our topics on, on the pod has been like the timing of when it's going to happen because we've said, and you said actually on Sunday, that there's been several opportunities there. He could have got got the boot, really. I'm quite surprised that it's come on a Tuesday, obviously, um, when, when we've got a game, a big game against Bournemouth, who are a team that, at the start of the season, we would have liked to have been in a conversation with in terms of table position. They're high flying. And then it's a quick turnaround before you play Newcastle away, who are very good at, at St. James's and then a Man United side who 
historically have done really well at the city ground. It, it's it's such a tough task for if if it is Nuno Espirito Santo to come in, but for anyone to come in into that kind of circumstance and scenario where it, we we might lose those three games that the, the manager the new manager has. Yeah, it, it's it's a fascinating one, isn't it? Really, because like you've you've just alluded to there, it's I think the only thing I can think uh, that I've got going around in my head, obviously some of the, the snippets that are coming out is that the relationship has been strained for a little while between Marinakis and Cooper. I wonder if it's just got to a point where Marinakis perhaps doesn't feel that it's right that he keeps stringing him along from, like we've said, it's not doing anyone any favours, is it, for this one week to the next situation. So I wonder if he sees it as, if he doesn't sack him after the Bournemouth game, uh, sorry, if he leaves it till after the Bournemouth game, the new manager's then got two games against Newcastle away and Manu at home. Whereas what Marinakis is probably looking at it, and it sounds mental to say because Bournemouth are top of the form table, so um, it's not it's not what you'd call a, a massively winnable game, is it? Let's face it, it's still a really tough game. Um, but I just think Marinakis probably looks at it as it's a home game. It's it would be it would it be less than ideal if his first game was away because obviously we know that the atmosphere towards the new manager is going to take time because everyone loves Steve Cooper, um, and that's let's face it that's why Marinakis hasn't sacked him until now because he's been curious of the relationship between the fans and Cooper. So um, yeah, it's it's certainly an interesting one. But like I said right at the top of this, I think what's more curious for me is why didn't we just announce it after the Tottenham game? Clearly, he's been thinking about it since then. I just don't really understand. I don't know. It's, a, it, again, a little bit naive from the club, I think. I think the club must know that a lot of people don't agree with their methods sometimes. And I think that was a good opportunity to kind of give Steve Cooper a couple of days where everyone can just kind of appreciate the good times. And then, you know, probably at this point, we start thinking, right, who are we getting as the new manager? Um, so, yeah. It is curious timing, but uh, I'm not overly surprised. I think the fact that we've got that Bournemouth game before the Newcastle and Man United games is probably swayed Marinakis to make the change now. What What's your overall feeling towards Cooper? Because I, it's, this has been such a like kind of pull on the heartstrings moment from all all area like different parts of the fan base, obviously, because he's gave us something that we've not had since the Frank Clark days, almost and. Maybe when when Bassett got us up to the Premier League for a brief spell, but like twenty three years in the doldrums, the guy comes in when you're bottom of the Championship, gets you up to somewhere where you you didn't think you'd actually f- see feasible. It seemed like we were just going to linger in the Championship for the rest of eternity, um, and kind of defeat defies all odds with out with what happened in the Premier League in last year with thirty signings. It's kind of a really really like. My friend, my my mate, described it as like putting an old dog down that's been your mate for a while, sort of thing. Like, it kind of feels a little bit like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like you, you've been punched in the stomach, I guess. I, I think um, it's certainly been a while. I, I mean, I can't really ever remember feeling. It's. I always say nowadays that my job dictates that I don't take football anywhere near as seriously. To me, a lot of the time it is just work. Uh, and I think that's why, even from a Forest perspective, I don't get too high with the highs and I don't get too low with the lows. That's not to say I didn't go crazy when we won at Wembley. Of course I did. But it's just different. It's a different mindset. I think if you if you let Nottingham Forest Football Club consume your life and then your nine to five, it's never nine to five, but you get my point, is all focused around football as well. It's just not healthy. Um, so I'm quite fortunate now in the sense that I have other interests to have my mind off football and that sort of stuff. Um, but, I mean, 
the one thing that I've seen today that I liked, um, and it was from friend of the show, Tom Head, and he hit the nail on the head. He said that for everyone before Steve Cooper, this job has been nothing but a burden. But for him, it was never anything other than a privilege. Um, and that was just such a good way to sum up what Steve Cooper's kind of uh, meant to Forest fans. I think from moment one, he's kind of, it's never been about him. It's always been about the we and the us uh, and the, everything that he's done. He's felt like a, a responsibility, whether it's been right or wrong, everything that he's done, he's felt a responsibility to us as fans. And I think in we're talking a lot about modern day traits of football. I think that is very unique because, like I say, a lot of managers, much like players do, they see it as just a wage. They see it as they'll get another job once they leave a football club. I can imagine Steve Cooper being absolutely heartbroken that how this season's gone. I think even with even with the things going off uh, aren't in his control, the various players that he's probably getting thrown at him and that sort of stuff, it, it'll still be gutted that he's not been able to get a tune out of um, more of the squad than, than he actually has this season. And it's just, uh, it's impossible to sum it up in just a few words. Obviously, I've rambled on a little bit there, but... <laughs> it's it's just impossible because he's just been such a, a great manager for the club and like you say, Frank Clark, I mean I was I was bloody in the eye to a grasshopper when we had Frank Clark. So it's it's that, that was ages ago. No manager while I, in my adult life, no manager's kinda given me the highs watching Forrest that he has. I think even when even when Billy Davies was the manager and we played kind of really good football it just wasn't the same. It's just been different uh, under Cooper. Um, and what the only, the only problem I have is that you see social media is never a good benchmark and a good barometer for how the fan base that truly feels. But some of the stuff's like been borderline really harsh, I think. And I don't mean the personal stuff that we saw over the weekend. I mean, some of the stuff that are like, oh, I'm so glad he's gone and this, that and the other. It's like, there's just no need for that. I think he'll know that the, the results haven't been good enough. And dare I say, when he releases his statement through the LMA, that he'll probably mention that, He's been nothing but proud to manage Forrest. And I just think it's one of them dismissals where everyone just needs to be unanimous now and say, right, whatever your views on the actual, whether it's right or wrong is, let's just thank him for what he's done for the club and putting us back in the Premier League. I mean, it's really hard to defend one win in 13 games, like nearly a third of your season and you've won one game. It's I know we're five points clear of the bottom three. But it, they, they're like kind of almost just slowly, slowly crawling their way towards us. And, and I feel like the change, it needed to happen and it didn't need to. Ha- it's such a hard one to like really like put your foot on. But I think overall, Maranakis was going to pull the trigger at some point. It was just a matter of when. And it was always going to get a harsh reaction, in my opinion, good and bad uh, to, to the to the news. Somewhat, and, then, and now we've got Nuno Espirito Santo looking like he's going to come in late. And there's already been severe, well, like opinion on him as well about his time at Spurs, his time at Wolves. I know, obviously, he scored the lowest amount of goals I think in a Premier League season with Wolves, but and finished thirteenth, I think it was, or or wherever. But but people have to remember he also got them to Europe and back to back seventh place finishers. Yes, he went to Spurs, and it was. Difficult, I think, if, to say the least. I mean, uh, having a team with Harry Kane and Hoeman Son and scoring to score goals there and then off to Saudi Arabia. And it kind of doesn't look like the most glamorous kind of appointment. But I think if you take a step back and look at his CV, it, it looks good on paper, doesn't it? But I, I can also see... Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. 
the many comments that are coming in here and saying it's it's low block football and it's a step backwards, it's a step sideways and and everything else. But it's a an average manager going to an average football club. In in all honesty, I I, I don't want to beat around the bush. We're not we're, we're not an amazing football club right now. I don't know what your initial thoughts are on on that appointment. That is looking very very likely to be happening. Probably today, probably before we maybe before we finish this conversation. <laughs> yeah, possibly then Forest. Um I'm torn to be honest. I am I really am torn. I don't know if it's because I've still not quite processed that it's not gonna be Steve Cooper in the dugout. Um what I would say is that I do I do kind of I, I've kind of stayed quiet on Twitter. I'm usually one of these that'll go after the people that are just being negative for the sake of negative. But I do get people's reservations. I do think there are certain cons to Nuno Espirito Santo that make him... I don't think it's a bad appointment, but I think it's probably an underwhelming one. I think that's probably the word I'd use. I think he was clearly he clearly did lots of good stuff for Wolves. Like you've just said, he went to Tottenham and he couldn't. He was struggling to score goals in a team that had got Kane and Son. So um, there's clearly issues. What I would always say, and I'd say this about any player or any manager, is I will back them and judge them based on what they do whilst they're in our dugout, whilst we're in the Nottingham Forest clubber. Um, I, I don't know if he'll be kitted up in the Paul Smith gear like uh, Steve Cooper was, but uh, whatever he's whatever he's wearing, I think he'll be a tracksuit manager, to be fair. But if when he's working for Nottingham Forest, that's, what, that's how he'll get judged from me. I think it's interesting that when we appointed Cooper, a lot of people wanted Chris Wilder, and everyone kind of said that, a lot of the Swansea fans were jumping on, weren't they, saying, I'll oh, get used to negative low-block football. Well, we saw what Cooper did. He'd learnt lessons from his last job. So, I wonder if um, Nuno's, uh, Nuno has done the same. Um, we'll have to see. Time will tell. What I would say, like I say, go back to the start of the answer to this question, I do understand people's reservations. I don't know if it's just because, like I said, I don't see it as quite as serious as I used to. I don't jump up and down on Twitter and this, that and the other these days. Um, but yeah, it's a it's an underwhelming appointment, but it's certainly one that it, people are talking. Some people are talking like we're, we've appointed a bloke who's never managed a club before, who's lost every game he's managed, and he's only ever managed five hundred games with a, an amateur side or something. Or we've appointed Nigel Pearson. I mean, come on, let's have a look at his CV a little bit deeper. And um, there is some good stuff on there. It's just that. I think, I mean, he'll get his chance to have his say, I'm sure, on later pods. But Christian made a good point that is he a little bit dated? As his time, as he kind of already peaked in the Premier League? Again, who knows? It's a fair assessment. It's a fair shout. But at the same time, a lot of the stuff I've read from other fans of the clubs he's managed, he's quite organised, he's quite disciplined, and he does know how to get a team defending, which, let's face it, that's not what we've been doing under Cooper. We've been conceding for fun. So we need someone, we perhaps do need someone with those attributes. Um, and let's face it, he needs to hit the ground running. I think the only thing I would just finish with on that is I do find the timing curious, again, on the basis that we're not in the bottom three. I wonder if Cooper might have got more time until we're in the bottom three and then he pulls the plug. But then is Marinakis looking, looking at it as though it's a less attractive option if we've actually dropped into the bottom three? While we've got the five-point buffer, I suppose the club's got to be lauded a little bit for being proactive and kind of trying to sort it before it gets really messy. Yeah, in the comments, uh, a few of us mentioned is actually just Forrest have just tweeted about Cooper going now, so um, kind of said what we well, what, what we just said come true. Unfortunately, um, 
can't can't thank him enough as a as a from a personal point of view. Got I got a great day at Wembley with with a lot of my friends, including yourself, Lee. Obviously, um, some people have mentioned uh, some positives, maybe that he can speak Portuguese, so the Brazilians might not have a harder time. I'm I'm not sure if that's kind of a a definitive thing of getting him in. Um, I believe Lapetegui didn't want to come here. I don't think he probably wanted to work under Maranakis. I'm not sure about Glasner, what, what you read, whether it's an argument between father and son there in, in terms of that appointment. Uh, I'm I'm on your, I'm in, in your kind of boat, Lee. You kind of got to give him the chance, haven't you? Um, for, for Saturday, what what would your... If, you, if you're Nuno Espirito Santo and you've got... You you've are fully aware that the whole of the ground is probably not on your best side because we've just you're replacing a manager that was very very well respected and very well loved by the city never mind the football club um because of everything he was doing outside of football as well we, we, we mentioned about Ian Coates' family um and all the, and all the good he'd done with them uh obviously some of the fans that have come this season the Spanish lad who come over um as a as a forest supporter etc etc what what would your first initial thoughts to be in terms of going into that Bournemouth game I think the thing that he's got to do from the outset is he's got to he's got to have a clear plan. We look at um, I, I think if Saturday's going to be tricky because Bournemouth are good um, and they played really well, so he's got to get he's got to get the players interested again. He's got to get them on side pretty quickly, um, and he's got to kind of convince them. I always think the big job for a manager when you first go into a new job, he's got to convince them that what he's going to do is going to be fun to execute. And I think the football that Steve Cooper's wanted to play this season hasn't been, it can't have been fun to play for the, for the players. Um, so for me, I mean, the system that he plays isn't too dissimilar to what Cooper's gone with for the last two games, I don't think. So I don't expect the shape to change a great deal. What I'm more fascinated by is if players like Montiel will get a chance, will Tavares get a chance, will Andre Santos get a chance? I don't know. Um, I guess it depends on potential clauses we might have in those loan deals that mean they get turned permanent or this, that and the other. So um, it's going to be fascinating. I always think it's fascinating at any club um, when a new manager goes in, uh, let alone your own, the one you follow yourself. So um, I, what does he need to do? He needs to win a game of football. He needs to get us scoring goals. He needs to get us looking like scoring goals. Um, I think for it, it, this sounds crazy, but I think a lot of fans would accept the sort of game on Saturday where if we lose 1-0... It's because uh, Nito in the Bournemouth goals had an absolute blinder of a game and made five or six saves. I honestly think fans at the minute would accept that sort of performance. A goalkeeper earning his money and you, you leave the ground and you think, do you know what? We've got a new manager and he's lost a game of football, but I don't know how we've lost. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I think it's it's going to be difficult. Like you've just All the stuff you've just uh, touched upon there, it's going to be hard because I, I, I sense the same situation as when Pierce left and we got the unfashionable Dougie Friedman. And when you strip it back, Friedman actually did some really good stuff. Um, probably going to get lynched that in the comments, that little comment. But he did. He, 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 on, a, on a shoestring budget under a transfer embargo, he did some really good stuff. And the reason that people couldn't take to him was because he'd replaced the club legend. Well, let's face it, Steve Cooper is now going to be in a similar bracket to Stuart Pearce when it comes to club legends. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough, but um, he's an experienced bloke. He's had plenty of tough jobs before um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it gets on, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view, I, I would not be shocked for us to go front foot 
front front foot football on Saturday. In all honesty, I would not be surprised to see a Divock Origi up front. I wouldn't be surprised to see Callum Hudson-Odoi, Langer, and, and Morgan Gibbs-White in support of him. I expect us to go full on at Bournemouth because if you get a, if you get the Forest crowd up for it and out their seats, I mean Steve Cooper might might be forgotten by the end of the ninety minutes, especially if we win. And everyone will be singing Nuno's name in, in quick. That football moves on so so fast. We've said this so many times. It, it moves incredibly at quick pace, not just on the pitch but off it, especially. Um, well, that's, I would be surprised I mean, to, if we go for it on Saturday because one, we need a win, and two, it just it, it gives you it gets gets people on side of the manager immediately in, in that way. But whether Nuno goes that way is is to be seen, isn't it? That's it. I mean, I'm just looking now. It's been official just while you were talking then. Adam. I was just having a quick scan on Twitter and there's people already saying that oh, it's a two and a half year contract. Um, you may as well cancel the two and this, that and the other. And it's, I've seen lots of tweets as well that say like, oh, we'll definitely go down now. Well, hold on a minute. We've won one in 13. We've won three matches all season. And there's a fair argument to suggest that other than the Villa game, we, we might not have won the other two. So we could be we could feasibly be sat on one win all season. That's how pretty average we've been all season. So I think that that's a little bit harsh. I think that that's very harsh on the the guy coming in to say, "Oh, we're definitely going to go down now," because we, it's not like we've pulled the plug on Cooper when you know we're nine or ten points adrift of relegation. We, we're at the stage, like we said Sunday, we're at the stage already. We're already looking at the next three fixtures for the three teams below us because we're convinced that we're not going to win our next three. So we need to check that the other teams aren't. So I think people need to. It hurts. Don't get me wrong. When you lose a manager who's got such who's held in such high regard, it does hurt and it will sting for a little bit. But like you've just said, football is very fickle. If Forrest go and win Saturday and then they go and put in a decent performance against Newcastle and maybe nick a draw off Man U, it'll be, like you've just said, it'll be a case of Steve Cooper who because we'll have picked up, we'll bounced up the table a little bit and that's football. Um, it can go the flip side. We might lose all three games, and then everyone will say, "Well, Steve Cooper may as well have lost all three games." Mm. Again, that's just that's just football. But for now, I think as Forest fans, we've said it before: it's Nottingham Forest FC, not Steve Cooper FC. We thank Steve Cooper, but now we have to back the new guy. That's that's our duty as supporters. Um, and whether whether he's your number one candidate or not, that's what the club have chosen, and that's what we have to go with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, tricky one. Um... It kind of changes me Bournemouth preview for tonight, <laughs> which is not going to be live. I do thank everyone for coming in. 124 people. It's uh keeps going up and up. This number does Lee every time we do one of these, so that's good. Um, I I will. I think obviously we'll have more of an in-depth chat with with Reese and Christian. I'm sure at the weekend about it all, and obviously the game we'll have to review there. So, um, I think we'll finish it there. It's a quick 20 minute. That's all we want. Lee's got a chili to eat, you know, guys. So, um, <laughs> we're gonna get onto that. Um. Lee, thanks for joining me. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll chat at the weekend and uh, it's a come on you Reds. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Where's that dust coming from? 
Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.